We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we've joined WFAN now, they tell me, so we welcome the WFAN audience. And what we're going to do, folks, on the WFAN audience is um, after... I take my first break. When we come back, I promise we'll take some calls because we're going to stay at 7 o'clock. They asked, us, uh, they asked me to stay at 7 tonight because they needed me to stay. So they said, could you please fill the 7 tonight? We need it as a favor. And I said, yes. So I will take some calls since I'm on to 7 tonight. Um, Brady's not retiring. We know that. He wants to get paid. We know that. Will he get paid? Uh... Yes. Will he get paid by the Pats or will he go somewhere else? That we don't know. Now the question is, everyone has talked about the Chargers because the Chargers need to sell tickets. But I think the logical place for him to go is Tennessee. First of all, he and Vrabel are very close. Secondly, that's a ready-made team where, all right, if you're Tannehill, you got to go sit for a year and let Brady be the quarterback, but he does. He goes into an infrastructure where they can protect him. He doesn't have to be quarterback heavy. Where if he doesn't want to throw the ball a lot that day, he's got he got Henry and he can throw a lot off play action. You got a team that's ready made to be good, and you get Tom Brady. Now, I understand it's Tennessee, but you don't think of Tom Brady and star power and stuff like that. But Tom, what does Tom care? And he and Vrabel. The reason I bring it up is they're a ready made team. They can protect them. And Vrabel and he are best buddies. So look at that as a possibility. The idea that Breeze leaves and let uh, you know Hill and Bridgewater be the quarterbacks, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm not going to say because I haven't really thought about it, and I, I don't know what they'll do there. I don't, I don't know what they'll do there. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, that's an interesting group right there. Prescott's going to get franchised. You know that. Um, I can't, I really don't see Breeze leaving, uh, leaving, uh, New Orleans. I really don't. Clowney is a very interesting guy. The one thing you got to worry about with Clowney is, is him getting hurt all the time and not being, not being able to play hurt or not wanting to play hurt, but he is without question when healthy, a premier difference maker. Premier player when he's healthy, but he does have a lot of these nagging injuries. You know, and then um, there's a couple of linemen on there you can think about, a couple of offensive linemen, you know, uh, yeah, there's a couple of good ones, and then Amari Cooper. I don't know what I do with Amari Cooper from the Cowboys. That, that didn't end that pretty. So I don't know what they do there. I wouldn't be surprised they let him go. I know they gave up a lot for him, but I don't think they were in love with him this year. I don't know what his price tag will be. 
And isn't Hen- well Henry? Uh, isn't Henry's a free agent too? Isn't he? Isn't Henry a free agent? I think he is. But they're not going to – I mean, they're going to franchise him. I mean, they're not letting him go anywhere. They're going to pay him anyway. But, you know, he's not going anywhere. We know that. He's not going anywhere. That's not happening. Rivers, I think, will go to another team. I don't think Rivers will be on the Chargers. I think he'll go to another team. That I could definitely see happening. And if they win it all, I think Chris Jones will move on from the, uh, from the Chiefs too. If they, if they don't win it, maybe not. If they win it, I think he moves on. I think that happens. He'll be another interesting guy. It's, a, it's an interesting list. So you can start dealing with that, which is not that far away as the NFL goes right into its version of the hot stove, you know, almost right away. And you get into it, whatever the date is in March. I didn't look and see what the first day of business is. Usually around the 8th or 9th or whatever it is, something like that. I didn't see what the day was. Uh, but, you know, that'll be interesting to see. And in the next two weeks, they're going to belong, uh, without question, going to, belong to, going to belong to Mahomes. I mean, he is going to be the, the guy. He's, you know, going to move up. He's become the guy as Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and even to a lesser extent, Roethlisberger and Eli all kind of slide to the side, either play the last couple of years of their career, but all kind of move out of the mainstream. And Mahomes moves front and center, along with Russell Wilson, you know, and Jackson if he keeps up what he did this year in Baltimore. And, you know, so, but now Mahomes is the man. He's 24. He is the guy in the league. He's running the prolific offense. He's one step away from the Super Bowl. I mean, from winning a Super Bowl. And when he, you know, he's supposedly a really good guy. You know, he's a, you know, he's, he's a unique player. Uh, he's, he's that player everybody likes to watch. He's an exciting player. So he's got a chance. He has a chance to, without question, emerge as the guy in the NFL. He is about ready to. This is a this is a Super Bowl that, that can really establish him as the guy. And Garoppolo is going to spend two weeks in the shadows. There's no question about it. Despite the big trade, and despite how you know he's a very good-looking kid and all that stuff, Garoppolo is going to be the other quarterback here for two weeks. And you know what? That's not a bad place to be. You haven't thrown a lot of passes. You didn't play great when you threw the ball against Minnesota. You didn't have to throw the ball much the week later. So Garoppolo can kind of he can kind of hang in the shadows. And you're going to have people question whether he can beat them. Hey, if they can't run it, can Jimmy G beat them? Can he make the plays and beat them? That's going to be a theme in this game. I think without question, without question he can because the one thing that you love about Garoppolo is his win-loss record to me that's how you judge a quarterback don't tell me about he's got bloated stats because you know what whose stats you want from Sunday you want Aaron Rodgers stats or you want Garoppolo stats right not even close But you want to win the game. And you do what they ask you to do to win the game. That's all. 
The rest is nonsense. The rest doesn't mean anything. And what you got when the game was over and what you got when the game was down 30 points means nothing. And if those are going to question him, if people are going to question him and say, oh, you know, he can't do it. I don't think he can do it. He's not considered they're going to they're in for a rude awakening cuz i think he absolutely can and i think he's got a special thing going with that tight end and i think the tight ends here are going to be the two real class clowns of this week i think they're going to be the guys who are going to be up on the podiums with their wackiness and everything else cuz that's who they are kittles that way and you know kelsey's that way i've interviewed kelsey myself kelsey is a, is a, is a, he's a wacky he's a wack he's a wack job Kittles looks that way too, but I don't know Kittles. You know, I don't know him very much. But I've watched him play, and obviously he's a wonderful player. So that's where you are with that, and it's going to be very interesting to watch that unfold this week. All right, quick break here on The Fan. As we will take you, not to 6.30 tonight as we always do, we will take you until 7 o'clock. What's on at 7 o'clock, guys? I don't know, but it's not... Uh, that's when I have to... Oh, Steve is at 7. I don't know. I guess, okay, so they wanted Steve to come in later. Then they, they asked me and called me and asked me if I would stay to 7. I said yes. So tonight, we're staying to 7. So we will squeeze in some calls for the first time in a long time. Back after this. So the other story uh, lying here with the little New York bent to it is that Spags returns to the Super Bowl. Uh, he had his glory with New York, obviously uh, being part of one of the great upsets. Didn't have a lot of success out of town. And now he has uh, got himself another defense. Obviously, he is the other unit when you're dealing with the Andy Reid and the Kansas City offense. But... He knows his way around the Super Bowl. He has, won, he has won a Super Bowl. He has helped engineer a Super Bowl victory from that standpoint. The other thing is, I, don't, I, I, I haven't heard what the reaction was. I didn't hear the fan much after Jason Garrett got hired. And I haven't heard a lot of reaction to him. So I don't know what the reaction was from the fans about Jason. Um, I know Jason pretty well, and I, I like. I think everybody likes Jason Garrett. I, I don't know anybody who doesn't. He's a very high-class guy. Um, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's a bad football coach. I don't think he ever got a lot out of the Cowboys as a head coach. I think he's got a lot of North Turner in him in that I think he's too nice a guy to be a good head coach because I just think he wants the players to like him. Um, that team never did it. Something was always missing with that team. You know, if they moved the ball well, they didn't force turnovers. If they did this wrong, right, they did this wrong. If they did that wrong, they did this right. If they did this right and this right, they did that wrong. I mean, that's just, there was always something missing. And the one thing I would say is, that's a little puzzling is, if the Giants... And especially Gettleman want to pound their chest about how successful they think Daniel Jones was. Then how come everybody who worked with Daniel Jones got fired? What does that tell you about how successful he was? Because 
nobody who worked with him got to stay. So he gets all new people around him. Now, the Giants, listen, it's very easy in this league to get from four to eight or nine wins. It's the easiest thing to do, and you almost have to be incompetent over a period of years drafting at the top of the draft, which the Giants now will be doing again another year. The Giants that has taken them this long are the height of incompetency because in this league, this league is set up for you to go from four to nine in the snap of a finger. What it's not set up for you to do is go from 4 to 13. Well, 4 to the NFC title game. But it's, it's set up for you to go from 4 to 9. Like that. So the Giants have been languishing. Shows you just how inept they've been. They still haven't gotten that offensive line right. And now they get out of the way and build that offensive line. If they can keep their people healthy, well, listen, they have the fruits of these recent drafts where they've drafted at the top of the draft every year. They should be improving when you do that. You were able to get these guys on your roster. And the Giants look a lot better right now if they had Allen on their roster too because they need a big-time pass rusher, which they're going to have to buy. Because they're probably in a spot where there's not going to be a pass rusher they love. There's probably going to be more of an offensive lineman. They'll probably wind up taking him. Then they have to go out and buy the pass rusher, which is very expensive. But could they improve from four to eight? Heck, the league is built for you to improve from four to eight. When you get to draft the top of the draft three years in a row, it shouldn't even be a question that you improve from four to eight. The Giants have been down so long, it's scary. So I'm not surprised because I know that John Mara has always liked Jason a lot. Jason has giant roots. Um, he's a head coach, so he's got he's had success in the division, so he's a guy who he's had a lot of success against the Giants, as a matter of fact. Uh, that as a guy who's a head, who's you're trying to take a little pressure off the young head coach, so you give him a guy who can run an offense, and you can hopefully leave alone in that area, and not have to coach the coach. Let's see if it works from that standpoint. But listen, you would expect them to be better fast. I mean that 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 doesn't take a lot of a lot of doing. I mean teams do it in this league all the time. Go from four to eight wins very quickly, or four to nine wins very quickly. The hard thing is to get from from there to thirteen. That's the hard part because that's what it takes to get you know to get titles or to get you know. Games in your building. And as Tennessee just showed you, it's hard to win three, it's hard to win three playoff games in a row on the road. It's not easy. You might be good one week. You might be good two weeks. Being good three weeks is not easy. And Kansas City had this thing break open for them. That's why I thought it was so imperative that they get to the Super Bowl this year. Because New England lost 
the last week in the regular season to the Dolphins in their building to let them get a bye. And then Baltimore loses to let them get a home game in the AFC title game. They shouldn't even have had a playoff game, and they wound up with two and a bye. Things broke very sweet for Kansas City. And things also broke sweet for the Niners. The Niners were two plays away, a play in New Orleans and a play against Seattle of being the fifth seed. Makes a big difference. Two plays, they were away from that. Uh, Tony in uh, Elmwood Park starts us off. What? He dropped. Okay, so uh, it says Flip in Long Island. Go ahead, Flip. What's up? Hey, Mike, I want to ask you a question about Brady. But you made a comment that uh, he wanted to get paid this year. Did he Did he come out and say that? Or is that yes. Your- no, he's already said that. He did say that. Yes. So, wants I, to be paid, paid. Wants to be paid at the top of the market. He's never been paid at the top of the market. He said now he wants to be paid at the top of the market. So do you think that... And that's $35 million type money. Yeah. That's, yeah. So do you think that's his way of basically saying, hey, I want out of... No, not, no, 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 that. listen, not necessarily because, listen, but they can pay him if they want. They can pay him if they want to. Right, but all these years he's taken less money, yes, right, yes. for the majority of his career just so they could build a team around him. Right. And they've let go a lot of good pieces just to bring in young players, but it's always been in an effort to take money, put it around the team. And this year, I mean, you could argue that more than any other year in the last 10 years, they need an offensive line, they need receivers. They probably need more this year than ever. So for him to come out and say that this well, year... Well, they were inept actually, this year. Listen, they didn't help him this year. Did They They knew Gronk was retiring. Why didn't they, did, why didn't they go? Let's be honest. They did a bad job. The guys they drafted were bad. They drafted a wide receiver. Could, he was... Te- gotten a tight end, though. Wait a second. They, listen, you can always get players. You can always make deals. And they made bad deals. They're the ones who went out. There were other wide receivers available when they started flirting with Brown and, gave, and, give, and bringing Brown in air. They didn't have to do that. They could have brought another wide receiver in there. They also drafted a wide receiver who was a bust. So they did a bad job this year. They did a bad job building around him this year. And he basically, I think, said, hey, you know what? It's time I get paid. So you think he's frustrated? Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes when you've won the— Ground works out. That's not a horrible decision. And sometimes, but he's too big a risk. And thanks for the call. But sometimes you reach a point where you say, you know what? Now I want to be paid. It's time I get paid. Remember, what Belichick gets paid doesn't count. Doesn't count against the cap. Doesn't count anywhere. And nobody knows what he gets paid. I can guarantee he makes a lot more than people think he does. But nobody knows what he gets paid. Brady might. We don't. But, I mean, I know it's more than people think. Asher and Lakewood, what's up, Asher? Yeah, Mike, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, what's happening? A couple points. Yeah. Good, good. So, uh... As you know, so last year we were talking about the Wonder Boy coach in uh, in L.A. and you know it's sort of like flop. So what do you think about Kyle Shanahan? Now he looks like he's going to become the new Wonder Boy. Do you think he's the real deal, or do you think? No, uh, listen, you know, I don't think he's a Wonder Boy. I don't think any of them are Wonder Boys. I think you know what? They're good. Some of them will stand the test of time, and some won't. And you don't know which ones will. So the, to me, Asher, and thanks for the call. There's no such thing as a Wonder Boy. The guy who stands the test of time, and we don't know which one will. Some of them will get there faster than others when they do it consistently. The guy who has been consistent is Andy Reid. He's won 
He's won 10 or more games forever. He's gone to two different places and won consistently. The problem is he's had a lot of heartache in the postseason. And that's followed him. So that can now end with this Super Bowl. And that's why it's such an important game for his career. That, to me, is the stand. Listen, anybody, I shouldn't say anybody, but most people can get there once. The question is proving you can do it time and time and time again. That's, that's, that's what shows how good you are. That's when your career is special. That's when you're a Hall of Famer. That's when you're a great, is when you can do it over the long haul and do it not once, but do it 10 and 15 times. And those are the guys who are special. Like a Belichick is, you know, or Tom Brady is, or some other players who have been around a long, long time. You know, it, it, it's, it's not easy. It isn't being easy being that good for that long. Sonny and Malvern, what's up, Sonny? Hey, Mike, pleasant surprise. Great yeah, what's up? The calls. what's uh, up? A couple things. One, uh, Jason Garrett, uh, the fans' reaction was very positive, by the way. I'm a little surprised that they would like it that much. Now, there's a big difference between being a head coach and being an assistant. A big difference. Okay, there's not, yeah, they know that, but it's just right. about his likability and stuff. Well, uh, he's and a very likable guy, but you know what? Uh, it, 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 it puzzled me that they would go get a guy who had just had so much trouble in the division. It did, it did surprise me, to be honest with you. Yeah, as far as the game, Mike, I really like San Francisco's chances here. Um, I think they have a great defensive line. Defensive lines, as you know, can wreck games. You look at the last two giant Super Bowl wins. They have a great offensive line. They opened up holes for a guy that got cut by seven teams, and he ran for over 200 yards. They got Jimmy G, who, listen, they haven't utilized him because they haven't needed to, but he can win a game. Like you said, he's a winner. Look at his record. And I didn't like Kansas City starts in these last two games. I mean, very sloppy. And if you fall behind 10, 17 points by San Francisco, guess what? You're not coming back, Mike. Kansas City has got to come out of the box crisper than they have the last two games, but their offense is prolific. It's it's a prolific offense, and that's what makes this a good game. I think you can, and thanks for the call, Sonny, you can like both teams in this game. You can make a case for both teams in this game. I have no problem with anybody saying San Francisco is the better balanced team. They've got a better balance between offense and defense. Okay, um, they have you know they have speed themselves. Blah blah blah. Hey, there's a lot to like about both teams in this game. I can see somebody like in Kansas City thinking it's their time, thinking that Mahomes is a special player. They do have an insane amount of speed, absolutely insane. You know, Kansas City's receivers are open by what we call NFL standards on 46% of their pass plays. And open means that there's not a defender within three yards of you. 46% of their pass plays. That's, that's unbelievable. It's way ahead of anybody else in the league. And these guys, when they're, when they're, when they're in front or they're, you know, they have a cushion, they're gone. They're absolutely gone. You can't give Hill an angle. You give Hill an angle, it's a touchdown. It's automatically a touchdown. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. All right. One of the themes in the Super Bowl will be how uh, Kyle Shanahan blew a 28-3 lead as an offensive coordinator. That is one of the dumbest things you will hear anybody say. Do you know how much I blame Shanahan for what happened in that Super Bowl? Zero. As in zero. He was not the head coach. 
That head coach should have been on the splitter, and if he doesn't have a splitter, then he shouldn't be the head coach. Should have been on there, and he should have told his offensive coordinator, run the football. Listen to the play call and said, run the football. You're not allowed to throw the football. Run the football. Here's what I want you to do. Here's exactly what I want you to do. I'll take over the game situations. To the game, you're not calling any more plays. Now, I don't understand that Shanahan wanted to open up and admits now I made a mistake. I, he should not have been ever allowed to have any say in what went on there. When you're the head coach, the game management, and that's what these guys have lost, and maybe with the Giants getting a guy who's, an, who's a special teams coach, he will take command of that. That's what you need because that's what good head coaches do. They take command of the game. The game is theirs. It's not a coordinator's. It's theirs. And at that point, when he got the first down, when Julio Jones got the first down and Belichick flipped his clipboard because he knew the game was over, at that point, they never needed to throw the ball again and not get the quarterback sacked and not get a strip sack, not get anything. And they never would have lost that game. But do I blame the coordinator? Not one iota. He's not in charge. Now he's in charge. Coordinators are not head coaches. And that's what's lost so often now with these guys who become coordinate who are coordinators who become head coaches. They're not like real head coaches. It's like they abdicate who's in charge of the game. The head coach, his job is to coach the game and manage the game. That's his primary job. And so many of these guys skirt that. And that's why those games were lost. That game should never have been lost. Anyone with a brain would have brought that game home that night. Go look at that game and then see when Julio Jones gets that first down what Bill Belichick does. He knows the game's over. Except it's not. Because, you know what? Never... As one coach always used to tell me, never discount ignorance on the other side as being a factor. And in that case, they actually made the comment after the game, we wanted not only to beat them, we wanted to rub their nose in it. Oh, really? That's your job now. That's your job. See how many points you can win by. Insane to lose that game. Insane. Richard in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Mike, Andy Reid won that game at the end of the first half. One minute, 15 seconds, Tennessee punts the ball. They have the ball. Kansas City has the ball on their 13-yard line. 31 out of 32 NFL coaches would have ran the ball on first down, see how many yards they get. What did he do? On first down, he throws it downfield, 18 yards, goes to the 31, and they were off and running. That's when the game was over. One more point, Mike. During the NFL season, the run... The passing yardage to run uh, yardage was 3-1, to 272 yards passing, 104 yards rushing averages. When it comes to the playoffs, in the 10 games during the playoffs, it goes down 2-1 to passing to uh, rushing. So you can see that the running game still is important, especially in cold weather at the end of the season and in playoff games. Well, so, well uh, Richard, one thing, you're giving, you're giving Andy way too much credit. There were a minute 51 left. No, it's 131. 151. Okay. 151, you're always going to come play. You'd be crazy not to. It's a playoff game. You've got a great quarterback. You're always going to come. There's no, there, no, one, no one's ever putting a ball in a deep freeze with two minutes left. 
There's no way. I'm telling you, I know exactly what was left. There was 151 left when they started the drive. Yeah, but if they go three and out, Tennessee's got to Well, wait a second. Tennessee's just trying to get – they're not going to get the ball back again. But the point is they're not going to run a clock out there. They're going to try and score and then get the ball and score coming out. Oh, not with two minutes left. Not not down. I mean, you got to – and you're in your home. Your home. You're giving them – thanks for the call, but you're giving them way too much credit. There's no way with a good quarterback and a good offense, and they have a prolific offense, there's no way you're not going to try and score there. There's two minutes left in the game. That's a two-minute drive. You get the drive started, okay, and away you go. And that's what he did. I mean, he got the ball out. Uh, and if I remember right, the first pay was a, was a pass to the back, which he broke and went 17 yards with a safe pass play, and away you go. There's, your, there's your, what you call your Joe Montana drive starter. Safe play that gets your drive started, and now you're off and running. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. And they wound up scoring there. But two minutes left in your building, down, four, four point, down 17-14, you're going to come out with the ball. I mean, you got a great offense. You're going to try and score. So I, I'm not going to go crazy there. I think Andy's got to try and score there. I would never think he wouldn't, to be honest with you. Uh, Ira in Staten Island, what's up, Ira? Hey, Mike, good to hear you. Yeah. You told me I, I couldn't agree with you on both points. First of all, with Shanahan, with Atlanta, that was on Quinn, and definitely with, with Andy yesterday. He's definitely going to go down the field with that type of offense that he has. Absolutely. You know, he he thinks he could score twice with a minute 51 left. And, and you know what? He probably could. And, you know, going into the San Francisco with the Super Bowl game, listen, you take the quarterbacks out of the equation. I think they're on paper, the 49ers are better because of the defense. Well, they're more balanced. There's no question they're more balanced, Ira. No question. But, but, but the Chiefs, this is Andy's time. He's waited a long time. He's got pieces in place right now offensively, and he's got a quarterback that if he stays healthy, this kid is going to be so uh, and, and let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Andy Reid has moved the ball. First of all, Andy Reid has moved the ball against, let's take Belichick as an example, moved the ball better per game against Belichick than anybody in the history of the football. Um, Andy Andy Reid, with two weeks to prepare, will come up with a sensational offensive game plan. They They will move the ball. What I worry about is two things. One, the Chiefs are very sloppy. Very sloppy, a lot of stupid penalties, a lot of mistakes. And number two, I do worry about them being overpowered by this run, by this zone running game. I, that, it scares me. That's my two fears. And uh, I think you're going to get a close game. I think if you got a blowout, it would be blowout Kansas City, not blowout San Francisco. I don't think anybody's blowing Kansas City out. I think their offense no. is too. I think their offense is too good. I think you're going to get a very good game, though. I think it's going to be a very, very good, very close, very solid football game. I, I agree. I think the Chiefs will put up at least thirty points, and they have to win now because you know it. Is Listen, this is it. This is it. No, you have. Not only that. Listen, not only that. Ira, everything broke right this year. They weren't even looking at a home game, and they and the Pats and the Pats lose to the Dolphins. All the cards were in line. Every everything broke their way. Everything broke their way. They got to sign Mahomes to a contract. Well, they'll do that, but they'll do that. But you know what? It's going to cost you other players. There's no question. It's going to cost. Yeah, he's going to get forty million. Yes, he is. Five-year, $200 million. Now, the cap's going to be the cap's gonna be 202 is what I'm hearing. So 202 so you can pay him, a, and thanks for the call, you can pay him a little more money. But still, you're right. When you start to pay the quarterback that kind of money, you can't pay 
Chris Jones. You can't pay, you know, every defensive guy you want to pay. So you lose something with that. And that's why you can't sit a quarterback for three years anymore because it economically doesn't work. That's where the league has changed so radically. You've got to make money on that first. You've got to make hay on that first quarterback contract. Stephen White Plains, what's up, Steve? Mike, before my Jason Garrett question, uh, can you give Giants fans a quick synopsis of their new DC, Patrick Graham? You know anything about him? I do. I don't. I'm not overwhelmed by him, to be honest with you. Um, I think though, before you get anywhere hung up on defensive th- uh, defensive uh, coordinators, realize the Giants are in incredible need of defensive players. They still need major, major pass rushing talent. Uh, Lawrence, uh, the, the kid they drafted out of Clemson is going to be a good run stopper. He is a good run stopper. A couple of kids in the secondary are okay. But they desperately need a big pass rusher. Now, the kid from the Jags got that they would have gotten is a major pass rusher. He had ten and a half sacks as a rookie. Uh, he's a major pass rusher. Now, could you have gotten the quarterback back in the middle of the draft, in the middle of the first round? We can argue that all night. I don't know. They might have been able to get both. Who knows? But before I'd worry about the coordinator, I want to worry about the pass rush, which ha- is really non-existent. Their defense yeah. never improved last year. It never improved. Jason knows how to fit all the parts. What I wondered about with him is the mentality of the mix of bringing in a guy, of having a – you see, Judge is such a fresh start. Why bring in a guy who's got an incredible amount of baggage inside the division? That's the one problem I had with Jason. I like Jason personally. And Jason won't rock the boat. He's not a troublemaker. He's, he's a solid coach. From that standpoint, you won't have a day's problem with him. But he's not a leader. That's not who he is. But he's not a bad X's and O guy. He'll be okay there. I just wondered about bringing somebody in with so much baggage. He's got a lot of baggage. You know, he, what do you mean by baggage? He's got a lot of scars. He lost a lot of big games in that division. As a head coach, right? Yes, he did. But you know what? Why did you need to go there and make that part of your staff now? Yeah. Why, why not get a whole new dynamic staff with a young guy like this? Who's I thought there that you would have hired if you had your druthers? Well, you see, I was going to hire a veteran guy on one side or the other side for him. So I would have gone with an old hand on one side or the other. So if I'm going to go younger on the defense, I'm going to have to go older on the, on the other. But I would have liked North Turner better for the Giants than I would have liked Jason. I think North oh, I would I think North yeah. would have fit really well and would have yeah. fit very well with this quarterback because this quarterback throws a very good deep ball and you have you have the makings of an offense that is run run and throw it deep. That's what this offense is. Take shots and let your your running back do what he does, build the offensive line and do it very simplistically attack Easily attack with the running game and then attack with the passing game. Dallas only had about seven plays, but they all worked because you couldn't stop them. And that's what they did. They ran lead drawer, and then they killed you with the passing game. And they went down the field with the passing game. And I think this kid has the ability to go down the field with the ball. He's just got to stop fumbling the ball. And he's got to have a better uh, pocket awareness. I thought he would have been perfect for the Giants myself.
Agreed. Is he still unemployed? I think he is, Norv. I don't think Norv signed with anybody yet that I know of. I'd have to look, but I don't wow. think he has. I think he's out of the league right now, I believe. I wonder if he has the desire to continue. I don't, to I don't know where he is right now. I'd have to check. I think he's out of the league right now, unless he signed with someone I didn't see. I, I, know, that, uh, I know that Wade's back in the league now with Cleveland. So I know Wade's back in. I don't think Norv's back in though. That I that I see. I don't yeah. think he is. Uh, but yeah, I, I but I, that's higher. that's the guy I was looking for after he was let loose. But again, I don't think Jason will hurt you. I just think he's got a lot of baggage in the division. Norv's out of the game, right? I think he is, right? I think he still is. Yeah. All right, Alex and what? His, son. His son's in, but he's not. Yeah, Alex in uh, Bernardsville. What's up, Alex? Hey, Mike. Happy to talk to you again. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, a couple quick points. Um. You're talking about the Chiefs being sloppy. I always go back to last year's AFC Championship game with D. Ford. Oh, lining up offside. Well, how about yesterday early in the game? They got a third and twenty-two. Why would you hit a receiver? Oh. Let him catch the ball, and then you got a, They got a. They got a field goal. Why run through him on third and twenty-two? Unreal. It's unreal, and I think you're going to see a bit like a play like that affect this game. I can see it coming back to haunt him just the way it did last year. And then I got a question for you. Well, kind of two questions. One, imagine if Kareem Hunt was still on this team, the explosiveness that they would have. And two, do you think there's going to be any, uh, like, D. Ford, Andy Reid kind of theme types going into the game? Uh, uh, you know, listen. I think, listen. I think that's old hat. Now they've won. They got back to the Super Bowl. I think that's washed. I mean, listen. It was an unfortunate thing that went on. D. Ford played well, and thanks for the call. He played well for them. He was offsides by here to the. You know, Andy went to the official and said, "Hey, you're making that call now." And the official said, "Andy, he was offsides by like five yards. I had to call it. And it's not like he was offside by a foot. He was offside by like five yards. You know, he had to call it. He had no choice. It was a tough break last year." Um, what I worry about them is they're still undisciplined. What I don't like about them, too, is they got some guys that have jerk mentalities that are me-type guys that I worry about exploding in the big spot. They have more guys that scare me that way than the Niners. The Niners have got some cocky players. And I might not know the Niners guys as well as I know the, the Kansas City guys because I've been watching the Kansas City guys more. So the Kansas City guys got some guys that scare me in a Super Bowl setting. Um, I don't know about the jerk quotient. I mean, I know Sherman's got jerk quotient in him, but he's usually a pretty tame, big-game player. Um, Kansas City's got some guys that worry me in that regard, and they commit a lot of dumb penalties. Like yesterday, uh, Green Bay had no – I mean, uh, San Francisco had no penalties in the game. They had, I think, two for the game, and the Chiefs had nine penalties, most of them in the first half. I mean, that's too many penalties in this game. I mean, just dumb mistakes. You know, you've seen a blocked punt. You've seen a muffed punt return. Uh, you've seen them get out of the gate so slowly in, the, in these first two games. You know, in the first two games, they've trailed by 10 and 24 in the two playoff games at home. And they've been outscored in the first quarter badly. And they've only scored seven points in the first quarter, but they have scored an insane, in two playoff games, 42 points in the second quarter. 
Remember, in the middle of the game yesterday, from 17-7, they outscored them 28-0. 28-0. And in the game against, te- against the Texans, they scored on eight straight possessions. That's insane stuff. But yesterday, the sneaky part was, give Spags credit, because the unsung heroes yesterday that got no attention was the defense did a great job. From, four, from 17-7 down until it was 35-17, Their defense gave up nothing and did not let Henry hurt them. And you know what? New England couldn't slow down Henry. Baltimore couldn't slow down Henry. Kansas City, in that middle part of the game, here was five carries by Henry. One, no gain. Three, four, no gain. And two pass plays that both went for minus yardage. That's seven plays on which he did not get more than four yards on any play. That's defense. Steve Summers is next. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.